0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Take Him With You, episode number 216 for March 24th, 2013. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Stick around. Trying to sing along to it. It
1: reminded me of a song from the 70s. Don't bring me down.
0: (laughs) You haven't heard this song. This is. uh, What is it? This is. Everybody wants some. You know. No. Wants you some. Oops. That probably isn't good. (laughs) You scratched my back. Oh, thank you so much. Hey, everybody. Uh, It's our podcast. (laughs) And. uh, It's kind of casual Saturday night for us.
1: Yeah, it's kind of quiet. Catherine went to Olympia with her her friends, mm-hmm.
0: and, and our, my cat is passed out on the top of my fancy computer.
1: Yeah, one of them.
0: My weird cat, Hoshi, Hoshi the wonder cat.
1: Yeah, she's having a nice nap on top of your computer.
0: equipment. It's like yeah. what? Yeah. She's on the actual the digital interface for my microphones. Into the Mac system. She's sleeping on top of it. It mm-hmm. must be warm.
1: Yeah. Cats like computers because they send off heat. And
0: she's got a satisfied look on her face as she snoozes mm-hmm. and purrs. Yeah. But if you touch her, she slices your eyes out. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Oh,
1: by the way, I went to a 90th birthday party today. Yeah. For my, my aunt. You're 90? A 90th birthday party for my aunt.
0: Oh, good. Okay.
1: And one of my cousins was there. I've never
0: got ants to live past like three or four months in my aunt farm. No. 90 years. That's a long time for an aunt to be alive.
1: Like an aunt, you know? Oh. Like my my dad's sister. That kind of aunt. So one of my cousins was there. And they don't have Facebook. But um, when their son comes home, he's a teacher in, in... Bellingham when he comes home for holidays and such he says look at my Facebook get on my Facebook and look at uh, um, cousin Rick's photos of all of his cats who said that <laughs> what? my my cousins um, Carol um, and Jim Totten they their, s- their, have seen their my son, cats their son when he go, comes back <coughs> from college will have well um it on his Facebook page and then go to your Facebook page. Just to see my cats? Just to see our pet pictures. He goes, you gotta see the pictures of Rick's cats.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Evidently, you're By known the way, throughout the family of having your cat pictures. What
0: has hairy legs and just loves ants?
1: Uncles? Yep. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Yeah, well, um, (laughs) we're getting right into what's going on at our house. It was a very wonderful party for my aunt today.
2: That's nice.
1: Yeah, lots of people showed up at the Baptist church in Raymond and we had a a potluck because that's what Baptists do. And then after we cut the cake, she said...
2: And that's what Baptists do.
1: (laughs) We do that very well. She said, "Um, guess what? Everyone, um," well, she actually had my brother say it going into the sanctuary to have a sing-along. And so we went in there and um, my brother and a, another lady I grew up with um, out in Belleville mm-hmm. um, led some singing with my aunt, who's 90, on the piano. And um, they just picked hymn after hymn and sang out of the hymnals. And my my aunt was very happy because there wasn't any newfangled contraptions like, like overheads or computer screens or anything like that. Just the piano and hymnals, and she was very happy.
2: <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> it, it was. Uh, it made her. It made her day. So that was. That was a good thing. I guess so. So we had a, a good, good party. So what? What's going on with you?
0: Uh looking right now for the stitcher thing from our buddy Al uh-huh. who does our stitcher announcement. Mhm. Looking for it right now so I can play it because we need to play it on our program. We promised oh, them we would. Okay. One of the conditions of having stitcher
1: is to play the little stitcher.
0: Well, to be on Stitcher Radio, mhm we want to comply with their wishes. Mhm. Because it's really cool to get uh, be able to have the podcast streamed.
1: It is. It's really without nice. getting it on your hard drive. It's nice for me because um, a lot of times I work out of town and I'm away from Wi-Fi to be able to download iTunes. So it's I can a lot of the programs podcasts I listen to are on Stitcher, and I can just click the button and listen to the latest that
0: one. I found that's not it. I found a file, but it wasn't the right... Oh, there it is right there. Okay. Okay, so i got to put it... Oh, man. See, I'm on the old system tonight because when we did our interview, we did it on our old system. Yeah. Okay, so everybody check this out. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Ready? Three, two, one, zero. You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Thank you, Al. Al, you do such a wonderful job.
1: And you can also listen to it on iTunes or go to our website, which is takehimwithyou.com. And mm-hmm. there's a whole archive of all of our programs. Yeah. And everybody
0: be praying for our buddy Al. Um, mm-hmm. He does all sorts of different podcasts and he's taking a break on the Amazing Race one that they do uh, because he, after 14 years of working in one place, he was laid off. Mm -hmm. They Uh, did a a big restructuring at work and a lot of people were
1: laid off.
0: But he is such a talented guy. He's already working on some audio books for folks and doing some other things. But let's just pray for Al to find, um, you know, what he wants to do and it would be quick for them so that they don't uh, have any break in their income. And uh, in fact, let's just pray that it's really good and he has awesome things ahead. How's that? Sounds good to me. So, yeah. yeah. So pray for Al, and uh, I'm sure that everything's going to work out awesome for him, because he's a very talented man, and I I enjoy, You know, he's already done an audiobook that's out for sale. Yeah. It's really good. And we
1: have it on my Kindle.
0: Yeah, we do.
1: hmm
0: And then we also, um, uh, he's working on a couple more, but I can't say what they are yet, but they'll really be cool when you yeah. hear Yeah. So it's was very cool. So, Al, we're praying for you, and I'm sure everything's going to go great for you. So, in the meantime, go listen to uh, Tales from the Mouse House. They also have Just Because. Mm-hmm. They also have um, the Lost podcast that they have done, and uh, various uh, Lost mash Flight 8, 3, whatever, 18. 40- I always get it wrong, and I'm the one who actually says it on their podcast. And it's so.
1: the, they have a MASH one, too. Yeah,
0: he's on the MASH 4077 mm-hmm. podcast with Kenny and Meds. Yeah, so there's lots of good stuff that they do, and you can, you know, check them out. So, there. Okay, so uh, what else are we going to say? Because we probably need to get into the interview. We, uh, in fact, our our guests today, Mm -hmm. we were introduced to them by listening to Tales from the Mouse House. Mm -hmm. And now they listen to our podcast, Take Him With You. Mm -hmm. And so we had them on on the show today.
1: And we're coming up to the Easter holiday. Yeah. And um, we talk about Easter a little bit in the interview, and they had a couple interesting events in their lives around Easter. Uh-huh. So they, it comes up several times. I'm not sure if we're going to get through the whole interview today. I'm, you know, or... we probably
0: are because we're going to keep our intro short. Okay. And then do a real so that quick means ending. I need to stop talking. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But I did want to say that our tulips are starting to uh, we bloom. We have
1: one just about ready to Our daffodils up.
0: have bloomed. I'm very excited.
1: Some of them, yeah. We have a, probably a half dozen daffodils blooming right now and a bunch yeah. more that are going to open up in They're cool. the next week or two. Yeah.
0: yeah. So my flowers are actually, our flowers mm-hmm. are actually starting to grow, which is nice. And I had to give our dog a bath today.
1: And why did you have to give our dog a bath? I was
0: sitting in my studio working on a song when all of a sudden I smelled this weird smell. And then all of a sudden my hand got slimed, which means that the the dog is trying to get my attention. Uh She comes over and nudges my hand to get me to pet her. Mm -hmm. And so I pet her and said, hi. And I was playing with her and all of a sudden I went, oh my gosh, the smell is coming from her. And she had gone out and rolled in something.
1: Yeah, we probably don't want to know I don't even what. want to know what
0: it was, but I we, took her. We
1: do have a couple neighbors that are fishermen. Yeah, it was, was, it, it was it bad, was, whatever it was.
0: So yeah. I took her into the bathroom and poured a bath. She was not happy with me. I put her in the bathtub. We have a hilarious picture of it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's your I'll make it the background co- on your Facebook page. Yeah, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll put it on our blog okay. that we <laughs> announced the podcast on You'll Laugh. Uh, she looks like I'm torturing her, but she you know, only moments sad. later she was thrilled. So
1: she does not really like baths inside. But, but she loves water, too, so go figure. It was too cold outside, though. I would have and,
0: given her a, a bath with a hose, but
1: in the summertime she likes playing in the water, and then we let her play and soap her up, and then let her play again, and she's happy as a clam. But yeah, it was too. It was only. But two. now
0: she smells like. Um, what did I say? She smells like. Mango.
1: Mango. It was only 30 degrees this morning. Too yeah, cold we, for outside yeah. bath.
0: She's a great yeah. dog. Yeah. Jade. She rolls and things. Jade the shit. wonder dog, Hoshi the wonder cat. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, why don't we get into our podcast and maybe we can talk a little bit at the end.
0: Okay, so are the folks we're interviewing are
1: um Randy and Faye Crane. Very good. And they live in Southern California.
0: She wasn't even looking at notes. She's, she knows who they are. Yeah. You're being um, tired tonight or something.
1: Yeah. But they live in Southern California. Uh-huh. And uh, like you said, we first got to know them through um, Tales with the Mouse House. Uh, Tales. Tales from, from the Mouse House. The Mouse House. Um, that is a Disney podcast that your friends are friends. An um, unofficial Disney podcast.
0: Unofficial.
2: Boy, you're good tonight. you me all mm-hmm.
0: the time. I, so, well, you know, good thing you're pretty.
2: Okay.
1: So. <laughs> I'd um, fire you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we. Um,
0: you're ignoring me again. Yeah.
1: yeah why uh, do you do that to me? So we. I don't know why. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you've got to talk to Randy off and on. A bunch in the last couple years, and and found out you had a lot lot in common. common. Mm -hmm. And actually, I probably have more in common with their faith journeys than you do, since you didn't come to your um, really my epiphany
0: of Jesus.
1: Yeah, you're starting to kind of follow the Bible and and God. Until um, your late teens, but I grew up in church.
0: Actually, I didn't come to the Bible. I came to Jesus. You
1: came to Jesus, but you learned about Jesus in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And so you didn't start really reading the Bible until your late teens much. Because I'm
0: not a Biblian.
1: Yeah. But you're a Christian. That's
0: a believer, probably more. Yeah. Because. Yeah. I would have to be like Christ, and I don't think I'm that much like Christ. So
1: Yeah, that's interesting that when they first started little Christ. calling people Christians, it was kind of to mock them. But that's okay. That's another story for you're another day. You're a
0: Christian. Really? Well,
1: like saying, you're a little Christ, ho, ho, ha, ha, or something. They kind of, Are yeah. you
0: sure? Because I, I didn't live back then. I don't I
1: know. At least that's what I had read before. Hmm. that. But, yeah, they were... The first um, people who followed Jesus were, like called followers of the way or the way. disciples of Jesus or disciples of Christ. So, the, the first
0: people that followed Little Miss Muffet were the Kurds and
2: Way.
1: Sounds like a good name for a rock band.
0: Kurds and Way?
2: Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe a
1: nursery band.
0: A nursery band because there's lots of those. <laughs> Can we hire the band to play in the nursery, please? <laughs> Curse, something. Right.
1: Curds and whey. <laughs>
0: the only problem is there would be a spider that sat down beside her and they'd scare all the well, kids our, away. Our
1: short intro is almost
2: 15 minutes All now, right, so all right, we should all right. probably get into it.
0: Okay, so here, here they are, everybody. This is the interview we did. We'll be back at the end to uh, say goodbye. So stick around. Well, today with us, we are so blessed to have this couple with us, Randy and Faye Crane, all the way from Southern California. Hi, guys.
2: Hello. Hello.
0: We have been waiting to have you on the program. We've been talking about it for the last how many weeks? And we finally... Yeah.
1: yeah. It's actually been a while, and I kept on begging Rick. So, have you talked to Randy and Faye yet about coming on the program? Have you?
0: And I, and, I did. And I,
1: I kind of... Did the pestering wife thing, yeah. and then he find- and it's not that he didn't want to. You're really
0: good at that.
1: It's not that he didn't want to, but he gets distracted with like work and all that
0: stuff. Oh yeah, like you know, work and the dog <laughs> and the flowers. And...
3: He, he the occasional shiny objects. That's right, yeah. I like shiny objects and gadgets.
0: Squirrel. Squirrel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we were just watching Up the other day. <laughs> a great movie it's sad yeah. but a great movie but, you
1: know a little makes AD- me cry every time a little add makes him adorable you know?
0: <laughs> well i'm sure that our listeners have heard your names at one time or another because not only have we played promos for your podcast randy but uh we've also had you on the program one time talking about the cool thing that we will talk about a little bit later in the program And, uh, and here and there, you know, you get mentioned here and there and all that jazz. So it would, and you've been, a, uh, you've sent in some comments for some of our programs. So I'm sure people have heard about you guys. Now it's actually going to be a time when we actually get to sit down and find out more about both of you. And so I'm just gonna throw this out here for you. We're sitting around having a cup of coffee or a water or whatever green, you're having.
1: Green tea. Yeah,
0: green tea. I'm not having anything right now, but that's okay. Uh, but why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourselves? Um, you've been married for a while. Might you tell us about uh, you know how, how long you've been married and um, all that jazz, and and we'll we'll get into it.
3: Okay, sure. Um, I'll start here a little bit and then they can jump in wherever i'll leave spots and everything so uh, we've been married for almost 12 and a half years now and in fact we're coming up on the 16th anniversary of the day we met uh-huh. uh, it's actually going to be within just about the next week or so because uh, we met good friday 1997 that's cool yeah. <laughs> um There's a long version and a short version of the story. (laughs) (laughs) The sort of short version is that uh, the church I was going to at the time had an Easter play every year called He Lives, and this particular year I was playing John, the uh, disciple of Jesus, and the woman who was playing Mary, Jesus' mother, um, was a teacher at the school where Faye was a senior in high school. And uh, Faye was that family's favorite babysitter and everything. And so she had invited Faye to come to the show. And... Year after year. Right, right. <laughs> and so this year she finally came. And, of course, after the show, then uh, our friend, mutual friend Debbie takes her around and tries to find all of the single guys to introduce her to and everything. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> A little awkward. <laughs> matchmaker, matchmaker. And I was one of them. What makes that then even more awkward is, of course, I'm wearing the you know first century costume that you usually wear for church plays—a dress, and, right. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh-huh. And Faye was in jeans and a t-shirt or a sweatshirt. Um, so when we met, she was wearing the jeans and I was wearing the dress. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
0: That's very funny, very cool. And so, what were your what, what were your first impressions, Faye, of Randy when you when you met him?
4: Um, he's kind of geekish.
0: Ah, sweet. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Ge- geeky's cool. But what? it may not have been cool to you, I guess. I, I don't I can know. kind
1: of relate to that, since I've been
4: married to a geek for 26 years. Yeah, but.
0: but you found out about it in a weird way, so.
4: Well, in appearance-wise, since he wasn't in his street clothes, I was just judging it by the fact that he still, just recently, thanks to this woman's... Uh, artistic work with cutting hair Randy's hair was a bit shorter in some areas than he was wanting it to be yeah I lost
3: about two inches of my hairline oh my goodness Uh all for the
0: sake of the play I understand that (laughs) I've done drama before I do Mm -hmm. know yeah okay so you guys uh, fell in love obviously you got married and life began in a completely different avenue because we all know that when you get married everything changes Yes. Right. So how long had both of you, well, I guess we're going to get into that in a minute. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. So what do you guys do for a living? What's, what do you do to earn, earn the money that keeps you guys going and and doing your things? I know you do a lot of other hobbies and different things too, but uh, as far as what do you do for a living? Uh,
4: I guess I'll go first on that one. Um, I am now a full-fledged pain specialist in managing people's pain with the tools of massage therapy. Way cool. Oh, cool. Yes.
0: That's very cool. And how about you, Randy? What do you do?
3: Uh, My full-time day job is as an investment servicing representative for a church lender. Uh, the, The... Company has two different departments. There's the lending part where we loan money to churches to buy property, build buildings, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then we have an investment division where people in churches can invest money and then they get their interest just like they would at you know a bank or credit union or something. Mm-hmm. And we use that money to loan to the churches. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, you know, the one of our kind of taglines is build a church, never hold a hammer.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty cool thing that, that we do there. But I'm actually in the process of working my way out of that and into where my heart really is. Uh, and so I'm building these on the side while I'm doing that. And that is as a travel agent uh, specializing mainly in Disney travel, not exclusively, but mainly Disney travel, and as uh, a Christian life and personal development coach.
0: Wow, that's very, very cool. Now, that's how I first got to know you or knew of you when I heard you were the sponsor of um, Al and Joyce Kessel's uh, podcast that they had, that the, they have. The
1: Tales of the
0: Mouse. Yeah, Tales from, from, the, from Mouse the Mouse, the Mouse House. House. And I remember hearing your name first on that. And right. I, that's what I thought you did all the time, full-time, was do the travel agent stuff and, and get people uh, on their dream vacations to Disney. So that's kind of cool. So you're, yeah. you've you made a name for yourself already.
3: Good. And if I've done my job right, in any of the things I do, the people that I'm working with or that know about me from that won't really know I'm doing anything else.
0: That's because true. I'm
3: working for them, and as far as they're concerned, that's all I do.
0: That's right. Well, and that's what I thought. I didn't. I didn't know for sure so
3: that's cool
0: and that's why we ask (laughs) right now not only um do you do the the uh cool travel agent thing there but you also um are an author from what i understand that's right so talk to us a little bit about how what kind of books do you write and Faye, do you are you included in the book writing or how does this all work
4: uh only if he wants to correct mine more than write his, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You're not so his no. editor, huh? You don't sit there and read all of his stuff and go, No, yes, no.
4: No, if anything, he's that for me with my various things that I have to get done. So, no. <laughs>
3: That's funny.
4: <laughs>
3: so what
0: kind of books do you write, Randy?
3: Well, I've got one out so far, and I'm actually working on, on another more major one that'll be coming out later this year. Oh, very cool. And I guess you could say that like, the overarching theme or like, the thing that ties them all together is they connect Disney, specifically Disneyland, with real life oh, very cool. uh, in practical ways. So, so give us
0: an give us example.
3: Okay. Um, well, the book that I'm writing now... That is actually going to be coming out later this year. I've been blogging for a little over two and a half years now. I was actually just going to say. Three years in July. And
0: I know you from that too. So go ahead.
3: Right. Yeah. And that's called Faith in the Magic Kingdom. And it's taking the things that we find at Disneyland, the attractions and backstories and uh, references and things in there. And drawing lessons from them that are illustrations or examples or allegories or whatever of the Christian life. That's pretty cool. And so, you know, you can go to the park and ride Space Mountain and think about, uh, you know, faith in God. Or go through the Swiss Family Treehouse or Negus it's Tarzan's Treehouse. And think about um, being aliens and strangers. You know, living in a world that isn't the world we were made for. right? And how to get by in that. Um, the book that I wrote last year, that actually came out towards the end of last year, is called Once Upon Your Time, Seven Strategies for Gaining Control of Your Time Through a Tour of the Magic Kingdom.
0: Oh, way and cool.
3: that one is... The, the uh, Faith in the Magic Kingdom book is obviously very faith-based, very Christian-focused. Uh, Once Upon Your Time is much more of a, for lack of a better term, a secular book. It's right. not real faith-based. It's just... Here are seven examples of things in Disneyland. I I took something from the front entrance, uh, from the like from the entrance plaza, the uh, town square area, and then each of the five original lands. And I drew a principle out of each one of them that is a, a time management strategy, basically.
0: Oh, very cool. So that's great. That, and and yeah. how was that received?
3: It was actually pretty well received. Um uh, th- I really had no expectations honestly when it came to sales. I was hoping to recoup my production costs sure. which were very low cuz I self-published. Right. Um and I did recoup the production costs without too much difficulty. That's great. Um so that's really all I was going for and I ex- I exceeded that so I was pretty happy. <laughs>
0: that's very um, cool. How do people yeah. get a hold of your book if they want to read it?
3: The easiest way is to go to leavingconformitycoaching.com slash strategies. Uh, that's the number seven and then the word strategies. And that gives them a page that's kind of a summary of the book, uh, kind of details a little bit about what it is, and then gives them links to either buy it uh, as a paperback book, mm-hmm. as a Kindle book, or they can get it as a free PDF. By subscribing to my mailing list.
0: Very cool. <laughs> Bring, you know, look at that. It
3: was <laughs> like, we,
1: from we turned down our phones, but we forgot to turn down his iPads. I'm, Sorry turning, it, about that. I'm turning it down
0: now. <laughs> That's so, funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so now you st- you guys have your hands in other things though too. Not only are you you're an author, uh, but you guys also are podcasters, from what we understand, because. You started a new, well, it's not new anymore, but it was. And you started a podcast. What podcast are you doing now?
3: Uh, I'm doing a podcast called Stories of the Magic, which you were good enough to help me out with uh, doing all of the music for it, for the intro and outro and, and transitions. I, st- and I still the, go, like,
0: I wake up in the middle of the night going, <that- laughs> 54- хар- done- dun 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 da 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 Sorry.
3: But I know your
0: theme song really well.
3: I'm sure you do. Yeah. And I actually need to come back to you and ask you to do something for Shameless Plugs because I talk about Shameless Plugs in every episode. One of my guests said, you should do like a Shameless Plug jingle that's like the NBC jingle but with (laughs) Shameless Plugs or something like that. (laughs) That's awesome. I thought that was a brilliant idea. That is a a great (laughs) idea.
0: That's fantastic. So now this podcast is um, really unique in the fact that you interview people that have actually had... Um, mm-hmm. roles at Disney. And I'm not talking about the roles you eat with butter and jam. But we're talking like well, they've worked... They
3: may have had that too.
0: Well, yeah, that's you true. Like
3: character <laughs> actors.
0: <laughs> well, not just character actors. I mean, how, how would you describe your guests on your program?
3: The short version is anybody who has worked for the Walt Disney Company in any capacity. Um, I would like to get people who currently work for it, but because of legal things, I'm restricted to either past employees or current contract workers. Like, uh, I've had Laura Dickinson and Randy Crenshaw on, who both currently work for Disney as vocal contractors. But
0: and they're not so, actual employees, they're they're a contractor.
3: Right, exactly. Got it, okay. So, but it's open to, you know, a pretty wide range. I've talked to uh, cast members from Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Uh, you know, I just mentioned these two who are uh, singers and voice actors. Uh, In fact, if you've seen uh, Phineas and Ferb um, and heard the Agent P, Perry the Platypus theme song, Randy Crenshaw is the male lead vocalist on that song. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't know that. And Laura Dickinson does the female backing vocals on the song. Oh, that's way cool. (laughs) So, you know, I've talked to them. Um, I talked to people who have worked kind of in Disney corporate, uh, you know, doing special project sorts of things. Uh, I talked to, in fact, my second interview that I did was with Dave Smith, who is the creator of the Walt Disney Archives. Wow. And did that for 40 years until he retired a couple years ago.
0: And it was fascinating to, to listen to him.
3: Yeah, he's really amazing. And what was really fun is a couple episodes later, a couple interviews later, I talked to Ron Schneider who was the original Dreamfinder at Epcot and did just ridiculous numbers of other things. And he told me before we started recording said, you know, I know Dave Smith pretty well and you know, we've spent quite a bit of time together and I learned things about him in that interview that I had never heard before. How cool is that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Randy Crane got the exclusive ladies and gentlemen, move over Diane Sawyer or (laughs) Katie Couric. Randy Crane. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that actually
3: does seem to be one of kind of the the signature aspects of the podcast that I do because it is all interviews. So, right. so you, you get, get to hear things that people,
0: yeah, would wouldn't necessarily be out there in the public. That's really great, and that's yeah. what makes it such a unique and a fun listen. Especially if you're into Disneyland and you and you love the whole idea and the concept behind you know what they do. It's it's a fascinating podcast to listen to. Great, thank you. Okay, so. Let's switch gears for just a moment. Now, uh, we're going to ask a little bit about your faith here in a moment, but um, I understand that you are a musician as well. Yeah, that too. (laughs) You do just about Uh, everything.
3: Yes. (laughs) At least a little bit of everything. (laughs) Yeah, I've actually played drums and percussion since I was a freshman in high school. Wow. Uh, Started in the marching band and then... Sweet. uh, In fact, the church where Faye and I met, where the heads of the Easter production... Um, my first Sunday there, I happened to hear somebody call my name and I, you know, my parents and I had just moved to a new area and we didn't know anybody. I thought, and <laughs> the guy that was the youth minister there had been one of the youth sponsors at the church I grew up in. Wow. And we talked for a minute and I was like, so I noticed that there's nobody playing drums this morning. And it, it stood out to me cause I played drums in jazz band and stuff in high school. Sure. And he went, you played drums? Rex, come here. He Uh-oh. called Rex over, introduced us, said he plays drums. That Thursday, I was at rehearsal. The following Sunday, I was playing in the worship team. <laughs> we hadn't actually decided we wanted to go to the church <laughs> regularly <laughs> yet, but I was on the worship team now.
0: <laughs> We've been there. We understand that. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> that's,
0: that's called being ready in season and out of season. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's I my went to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so now, Faye, are you, do you uh, work on the worship team with him?
4: no if anything i'm more behind the scenes in that area i work oftentimes the slides
0: oh cool and, or and
4: sound or something in that venue
0: oh very cool well i know amy's the same way yes. she she does not like to are, are you uh faye are you somebody who likes to be up in front of people or not
4: it depends what it's about uh, i've been in front of people before but I, most of the time if i have a choice i'd rather be behind the scenes yeah that's amy i i can relate to that
1: i I remember one time Rick was doing a play and I was about uh, eight months pregnant. Yes, you
0: ran the lights. And
1: he ran me he sat me in front of the light board and <laughs> I had the the hardest time doing the little levers and slides yeah, because my I was had a big baby. <laughs> yeah, but the cool
0: part was you could put the script right on top of the bulge there uh, and you were able to
1: I'm poking him right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
1: Yeah, but I, Rick's, Rick's the more outgoing one. I I um, have always said, well, I can be obedient, and um, <laughs> if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through me. But I'm more comfortable um, being behind the scenes, cooking at camps, or for, you know, just doing then, stuff. I then, usually bring the, like, muffins every Sunday, I make homemade muffins for and church then, and stuff. And then
0: Faye. She did her first podcast with me and everything changed.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> and now no. she just rips it up, man. Well,
1: it's because I don't like standing in front of big groups of people. It makes me nervous. But I can hold a microphone in my I can hold house, a microphone. And
4: it doesn't bother me. It's kind of weird. but Well, I can speak in front of children. I have no problem doing it in front of children. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. for a small group of adults. Mm-hmm. You know, the very yeah. most, 15 people. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot for me to get up in front of actual people to do anything else i have but yeah, yeah, yeah it's it a lot for me to do that sounds like the same thing <laughs> with me
1: i i can <sighs> get up in front of groups of, of adults but i prefer you know children's church youth groups stuff like that or yeah well part of that was groups. because you
0: had such a rough time that one time
1: oh when you
0: cussed in church
1: yeah i got up to do an announcement we've talked about it on the podcast before oh,
0: so funny and um there's our daughter you, calling. you're
1: gonna need to pause this
0: okay hold on one second guys
1: i'm pausing sure. this and you can say i'll tell them the story while you answer the phone
0: so our daughter Catherine just called. We took a little break there. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Amy, you're going on with your story. You were um, you had to get up and do an announcement in church.
1: Yeah, um, we were youth pastors at the church, and the pastor's wife was having her first child. Oh, that's and right. And you don't have to go
2: great So youth, I was
1: give I had to get up and give an announcement for the baby shower, and I said, "There's a list of
0: which is funny because uh, bo- most babies take baths."
1: <laughs> <laughs> there, there was. A yellow, and then I mispronounced sheet Ooh. of paper. In front of
0: the entire church. In front of the... But it and, gets better. It gets better.
1: To make it worse, I was so... Everybody this
0: goes, oh!
1: <gasps> I was so okay. flustered that I said... I put my hands up. I said, I don't cuss, I swear!
0: I don't cuss, I swear. And that made it worse because... Then everybody lost it,
1: and and I was like beet red and 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 literally the pastor of the
0: church couldn't preach for a while,
1: crying because I was laughing so hard
4: and so embarrassed and oh my goodness. So every time we saw a yellow piece of paper, we thought
0: of that from then on.
4: I think it scarred you. I was playing Angel Gabriel in front of the entire church, and I had forgotten all of my lines. (gasps) Oh no! Yeah. What did you say? (laughs) <laughs> I couldn't say anything so eventually I then had three different people trying to tell me my lines at the same time <laughs> <laughs> so that was it just scare me for a while oh in front of people goodness.
1: well yeah. you, you did great because I've never really tried to do much of it acting I mean not since fourth grade when well, I forgot my lines <laughs> I'm just
0: very grateful for Amy She saved she saved my bacon many times it, oh, oh my goodness I remember <laughs> I was playing Scrooge I can't why are we going on to this tri- oh well it must be fun um I was playing Scrooge in one of our productions and uh, I uh, had to put a nightshirt on over my clothes because we didn't have enough time for me to change completely so I put the nightshirt you know the traditional Scrooge nightshirt with the you know cap and everything and sure. uh, when I went and ran into the bed for the final to, scene, to jump well, the, to well, the, the sec- bed. Second, second to the last to scene, the last scene. Um, I jumped on the bed, and when I did, I caught my trousers underneath the the. Um...
1: Rip them all the way from the knee to the. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, okay, so <laughs> it
0: totally rips out. Okay, and I have to go. There's a scene change right after that. The lights go down after Scrooge is converted and everything, and then I have to change back into. The, my regular street clothes, and then I go out and say hi to the crutches. Take
1: the nightgown off. When the so, nightgown was on, it wasn't that big deal sure you that couldn't he see had it. a big blowout. But,
0: so yeah. I, get, I get behind the scenes, and the door shuts. and I'm
1: One of the angels runs <laughs> out to me in the back and, you need to bring safety pins behind the scenes there's, there's, right now. There's like
0: 400 people in the audience, and, and I didn't know what I was going to do. So then she comes out, and she actually, before they... Before we got back out on the stage. I uh, was
1: on my knees behind the set.
0: And she safety pinned. Safety
1: pinned his pants together. And
0: and we had so many people walk by and go, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and then when I finally did get on the stage, I took the uh, the sack full of presents that I had for the crutches and <laughs> held it in front of them.
1: <laughs> Just in case the safety pins came loose, That's you right. know?
0: I did the whole last number of the <laughs> and song and everything with the, with the bag in front of me. <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> the most embarrassing thing ever.
0: Uh I'm things like,
3: that
2: oh, happen when you're in the yeah. the
1: show must go on. Uh, that's so
0: true, that's right? You and
3: just... you know, Faye, when we got to the Christmas program, uh, the you know that we did, you did really well in that program. So you you more than made up for it. That's right.
4: Yeah, but the audience isn't the same audience. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're not going to redeem that
2: much. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, we're going to switch gears again because we can, and uh, we know a little bit about you guys, but not a huge amount, so...
1: Well, one thing, you know, since we kind of have a spiritual podcast here, we're just wondering, you know, some weeks more spiritual than others, (laughs) um, Other
3: weeks we talk about ripped
1: pants,
0: ripped (laughs) pants, Star Wars, whatever.
1: But um, we take it that you guys are believers, you know, um, and we're wondering... How you came about that, um, how you started believing in God? Randy,
4: do you want
3: to go first? Um, Sure, I'll go first. (laughs) I was going to say, I think, you know, your story is a little bit simpler than mine, but no, neither one's really all that simple. (laughs) (laughs) simple. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was born and raised in church. You know, I started going when I was a little kid. I don't even remember. My first Sunday or anything, but I do remember being, you know, in the kids' choir in preschool at Christmas and that sort of thing. Um, and then, just you know, grew up there in the church. Went with my parents to choir practice. I was baptized when I was nine. Uh, all of that. But then I got to junior high, and I think things changed for a lot of people in junior high. Sure. <laughs> and and I was one of them. So I didn't go completely off the rails. I don't think, but I went pretty far off um, I didn't really want to go to church anymore didn't really want anything to do with that uh, I had a girlfriend at the time who was I'm trying to find a nicer word than sociopath uh, <laughs> uh, no, personality <laughs> challenged
1: Na- narcissistic
3: maybe? <laughs> uh, confused how about confused, okay, confused right. is nice uh, I'll right. go with that. Uh, and confused. so, yeah, so you know, it made for a difficult relationship, and it really strained my relationship with my parents. But then in ninth grade, it was actually uh, the summer between ninth and tenth grade, I was able to uh, join the church choir. And I really wanted to do that because I'd been wanting to, I loved being in the choir in elementary school, And then there was no church choir in junior high, Mm -hmm. but it started up again in high school for the summer choir tour. Uh, But you had to be in high school to even join the rehearsals. So I had to wait until towards the end of my ninth grade year to join uh, the choir, which I did and that was kind of all I did, but it was enough to get me back and reconnecting with people uh, who had a much stronger faith And could kind of mentor me a little bit, even though Mm -hmm. that's not what I was looking for at the time. Right. And I went on that choir tour, and I kind of felt sort of isolated in parts of it. I didn't really feel like I fit in with, you know, the cooler kids that were in the choir. But I had enough of those times of connection with people and just being kind of completely immersed in this kind of environment and being in the churches and with Christians all the time and everything that when I came back... I was a very different person than I was when I left. And I didn't realize it, but my parents saw it immediately. And it was just a couple of weeks after coming back that I um, saw my girlfriend at the time, and we talked about me being gone and everything and what that meant. And I told her, you need to be okay with being number two in my life. Uh, God is number one, and you need to be okay with being second, or you can't be in it at all. Let's just say that was not very well received. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so it was an awkward and even more strained rest of the summer. And we did break up uh, while my grandma was in the hospital, actually, because she was upset that I wasn't spending time with her because I was with my grandmother in the hospital. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, So I ended up breaking up over the phone, standing in the hospital lobby because it just had to be at an end at that point yeah. and then there was some stalking and stuff um, <laughs> oh, where like she would come to church even though she really wasn't interested in it and sit in the direct line of sight between where I was sitting and the pulpit. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, then, so, and then eventually well not eventually right pretty much at the end of that summer I believe it was my parents and I moved and that was enough it sadly meant I couldn't go to that church anymore, but it also completely broke off that relationship sure, entirely. Sure, sure. Uh, and then, thanks to that fresh start from that summer, then things were very different going into this new school, and I was involved in actually starting the Bible Club on campus. Cool. Because um, this was right as things were changing legally, where they were allowing Christian clubs right? on campus again. Yeah, I remember and that. So, yeah. So myself and about a half a dozen others were instrumental in getting that going and you know i mentioned after high school like pretty much right after being at this church and joining the worship team and i went to bible college and just kind of trucked along straight through from there but that was a pretty rough two or three year period that that threw me off for a while
0: wow crazy but exciting all at the same time Mm -hmm. yes that's very cool so what about you Faye? how did you come to believe in god
4: I also grew up in the church. Um, the church line that I grew up in primarily was Presbyterian to begin with. Um, and like you were talking about, that organ player was practically playing out you know, funeral songs all the time. Mm-hmm. I grew up primarily with pi- piano and um, organ almost every Sunday. Mm-hmm. But my saving grace, I think, was the summers, because my family would always go up to camp. Mm -hmm. And up at camp, it was more of the campfire sing-along-with-guitar songs. There you go. And that, I found, was my love. I love that style of music far more than the piano and the organ music. Mm -hmm. Um, And so between that and... It was a Christian camp, and they were always... uh, opening it up that if we wanted to follow christ to come forward and from a very early age i was learning how much i wanted to be a part of something bigger than myself Mm. um because my immediate peers were not always so accepting of who i was and i didn't feel any way and so i was wanting to be accepted and loved and cherished and i wasn't getting that from my peers and it didn't seem like my mom did in home daycare so i was just one of many kids when i would come home right and so i wasn't getting a whole lot of one-on-one attention really from her either even though she was home Mm -hmm. a stay-at-home mom um so yeah started looking for more of a way where i could be accepted and encouraged and all that kind of stuff in my faith and i could do that up at camp and so i'd get that mountain high feeling come home and i'd crash within a month right
2: Mm -hmm. that's yeah
0: pretty normal but yeah
4: yeah and so as a young child i was like okay well that's not gonna fit very long (laughs) yeah yeah um And then so when I started hitting junior high and even into high school, the youth group that was a part of the church where I grew up originally, even though that had many of kid activities at the time, it did not have very strong youth activities. Um, And so I went from the kids' programs and being extremely active in the church I grew up to not being able to feel like I could do anything. And so I had a friend um, who I met through a different church's program, basically. I met her there, and she basically started including me in her junior high and high school activities. And this was at a Baptist youth group. Oh, cool. Um, so I learned from there, I would show up early purposely because I learned that their worship band would be worshiping practice right before a youth group would meet. Mm. And... Their rehearsals were very much in the rhythm and the music style that I desired to have, the music style that I grew up with at camp.
0: Oh, very cool.
4: Yes. So I went from there to their youth group and grew and learned a lot through there. And there I got really close to their youth leader at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so over time, I can't really specify year, which is probably really bad. Oh, no, <laughs> I went up so many times and had the mountain high so many times that I know it was probably sometime in junior high or high school where I made it official. Right. Um and I was also part of my high school Bible group. And I was very much wanting to be active in that, so I joined towards the end of my Freshman year and being partial secretary, which if you were to look at my writing now, you would know why Randy needs to edit most of my work. (laughs) Um, So there is that. And I really got to know him much closer in high school than any time before. Um, And let's see, from there I went to a Quaker church for a couple of years. And by that point, Randy and I had already met, so then I started going to the church he was going to, which was a non-denominational church. Mm-hmm. So, roundabout and, story, that's how I got there. Well,
0: that's, very, that's very, very cool. And so now, you both are serving God together as husband and wife. How cool is that?
4: Very cool.
3: Right.
0: Very, very good. All right, now, I don't know this for a fact, but I think it, I think you and I, Randy, were talking um, one time, and... You basically said you could relate with some of the stuff that I'd gone through in in a church setting. And I think um, um, Al Kessel had mentioned that you had gone through some rough stuff, but you came out doing okay. And so um, the question is here for you guys is, um, did you go through a rough time in church as a couple? And um, you still have your faith, and now you're going to church again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you ever stopped going, but but uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? And am I off base here, or or is this something that happened?
4: The church went through a rough spot. We didn't really go through a rough ah, spot okay. with the All church.
2: Right. All right, okay.
0: So it yeah. was a, a a a bad situation that happened at the church then.
4: It was a totally God thing, though.
3: Really? Randy, yeah.
4: Yeah. Randy could go there, into more details about that.
3: Yeah, there's actually a couple different times that we've had something uh, that ha- that's been you know going on at the church we've we've been involved at. The first one was uh, right after I graduated from Bible College with my master's degree. Uh, I became the pastor of a church in Torrance. Uh, it was a small church there. Uh, the official membership was, I think, forty or so, and we would have 25 or 30 on a Sunday morning. And I was the um, youngest member. Ah, Right. Okay. She was the youngest and I was the second youngest. And then after me, we probably had to jump up about 20 years to get to the next person. Yeah, I always joked that the youth group at the church started at age 70. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, and I learned well after the fact that this church was actually a um, a split off from another church. This was like all the people who were complaining about oh, the church they were going to right. split off and formed their own church. Yes. And that was like 40 years before we got there. But a lot of them were still there. Wow. Uh, you know, there was one guy in particular who there was absolutely nothing right that you could do in his eyes, but he didn't have any better ideas. Ah, uh, yes. Spiritual you sandpaper know. people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and so I was, we were there for about two years and we tried several different things and, uh, you know, the elders were really supportive, but they they just, they kind of felt like there wasn't really a lot else they could do. And then we realized about a little over a year and a half in that, um, we had not been brought there to grow the church and to, you know, help it return to being this thriving, vibrant faith community like we had thought when we started. Uh, We were actually brought there by God to help the church die with dignity.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what? I do remember you sharing with me now. Okay, keep going, Mm -hmm. keep going. It
1: it sounds kind of like my mom's church because Rick goes out and speaks at it, and they're too small right now to really have a full-time pastor. And so he... Takes turns sometimes preaching there, and it's the younger, youngest people are are like <laughs> pretty much in their 60s now. And yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah. sounds real similar.
3: <laughs> right, but, but um, okay. So, so
0: you you did you have to did you guys actually close the doors?
3: We did. It oh, was yes. about a three or four month period, and uh, the church property was actually in trust with Church Development Fund, which is the company I work for now. Right. Um, and so they helped us work through the process and look at all the options first. They didn't just come in and say, you know what? You need to shut the, shut the doors. You know, we really looked through what options do we have and prayed about where is God leading and everything. And so when it got to that final Sunday, which was actually the last Sunday in (laughs) August, (laughs) um, we had a couple of people from CDF there and I had prepared my sermon which was actually called Pastor Randy's farewell message (laughs) and I told them at the end of this service we're going to be doing this congregational vote and everything and one of two things is going to happen either you're going to vote to stay open and merge with this other church which I strongly believe is a bad idea and if you do I won't be the pastor here anymore right or we're going to vote to close in which case there won't be a here for me to be pastor of. So either way, this is my last message.
2: Right. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: And kind of said all the things that I had wanted to say <laughs> over the previous couple of years and was never brave enough to. And at this point I was like, what are they going to do? Fire me. <laughs> That's right. You're, 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 yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. and let me tell you, it's incredibly difficult to preach a sermon and count at the same time. <laughs> but both of us, me from the front of the room, her from the back of the room are counting votes all morning long. Because I'm doing the
4: slides and the sound. Right.
3: Right. And I'm thinking, we're like, okay, we can see who's here and who are voting members. And we're like, okay, they're going to vote to close. They're (laughs) going to vote to close. They're going to vote to close. We don't know how they're going to vote. They're going to vote to stay open. They're going to vote to stay open. And so and we just kept going through it. And at least for me, you know, I'm counting and preaching at the same time. And it was really complicated. And I kept coming up with, I have no idea how this is going to turn out. And then the service ended, and we had the congregational vote. There was some conversation and discussion. Had the congregational vote, and it was 20 to 2 in favor of closing. Wow. <laughs> and wow. I said, I'll stop counting now. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, because clearly God knew what he was doing, and sure. I was just trying to figure it out all along <laughs> instead of just going along for the ride.
0: <laughs> so, so that was then— Probably sad and exciting all at the same time because you knew that you were were helping with something that needed to be done. Right. But at the same time, I'm sure you had friends and, you know, you grew, you know, fond of the people that you were, you know, pastoring and stuff. So it was it was kind of a bittersweet thing, huh?
3: Yeah. And some of these people were founding members. So it was really hard for them. And for me to see them was difficult.
0: Right. And how did that affect you, Faye? What was it like for you?
4: um to be totally honest it was just awe-inspiring to see how god played out in it he played such an active role in the whole thing i felt like i was just truly taking the back seat and he was driving the whole way wow um it was very much of a really this is really happening god really wants this to happen and yet looking back, it's so very clear on how much of a part and how much he really wanted it to happen and how much he had wanted it to happen for quite a while. Wow. And,
2: well, and
4: so it was just amazing to be a part of something that significant that he really wanted us to be there for.
3: Yeah, and she saw that before I did.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's I think that's kind of cool how God puts people together and then... And then gives insights to each of us in a different way. I love that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'd do without Amy.
1: I, I, missed, I understand. I missed a little yep. bit because my daughter called again. Did you get <laughs> so, um, Yeah, she just couldn't find printer ink at uh, Best Buy, so she's heading to Target. Okay. Well, they had ink, but they didn't have our ink that we needed. Got it. Got it.
0: <laughs> so she just go ahead.
1: So yeah, I'm. I'll have to listen to the podcast, I guess, to find out what I missed. Oh, I had yeah. to step out of the room for a second.
0: Okay, so so your faith wasn't shaken, but maybe encouraged by all this. What then? You said you had one other kind of rough patch at a church.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I like that. She laughs. Rough, I know, rough right? patch is that how you say it? <laughs> so we actually went for about a year and a half, where we were still going to church. But we didn't have a church home. Right. Um, And that was really difficult because, of course, when the church closed, we not only lost our spiritual support system, I lost my job. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then about three months. Yeah. And then about three months later or so, Faye lost her job. Oh, my. Um, We actually had a five-day period where we were both technically out of work. Wow. Um, I'd been hired by CDF, but I hadn't started yet. So her last day was December 31st of 2003. And my first day of work was January 5th of 2004. Wow. (laughs) So we technically had this period. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, it was a few more months before she found a job. And it was really hard to not have that spiritual family around us oh yeah but we just you know there was a bunch of churches that we wanted to visit Uh, you know there were friends that went there or we'd heard about it or whatever and obviously when you're the preaching pastor of a church you can't really you know know, I'm going to take the Sunday off and go check out Saddleback yeah it doesn't really work that way (laughs) yeah it doesn't go over very well so we did a lot of that and then after about a year and a half we ended up at the church that when she was telling her story mentioned going to that Baptist church for youth group uh huh uh, We ended up visiting there and kind of, we liked it and we thought, hey, this might be where God wants us to be and then we were talking to one of her friends who was the keyboard player on the worship team and I said, do you think that you know there might be room for me occasionally to play drums or something like that and they said actually next sunday we're having a worship night and our regular drummer can't be there do you want to do it
0: that's funny
3: so this is apparently how we yeah. this was my pattern for getting involved in churches for a while the roving
0: the roving spiritual drummer that's the <laughs> right right Pretty
3: much. so yeah <laughs> so we ended up becoming members there and being really heavily involved there Including me being the treasurer, uh, about a year, a little over a year after we started going there, I became the treasurer of the church. And not three months after that, the pastor had um, what we will call a moral failing. Oh. That He came wasn't, to the church after we did, by the way. Uh, right, like within a week or two. It was really close. But right. he came you know, shortly after we did. Um and it wasn't to the point of an affair, but if somebody hadn't stepped in when they did, it was very, very close to turning into one. Right. Um, and so now here I am, this is my first time on a, a church board of any kind, <laughs> and we have to deal with all of this. Right. And we handled it as best as we could, uh, but there was myself and one or two others that really felt like, it wasn't being handled in the most godly manner as far as restoring and confession and all of that goes. Right. And so um, I actually, when all of this came about, I got called. It's funny how Easter ties into so many things that churches, uh, with us. I got called. Yeah. With us. I got called on the Thursday before Palm Sunday <laughs> and say, I was asked, Hey, We know that you used to be a preacher, and you've got a bunch of sermons and things, and we can't go into it right now, but our pastor is not going to be able to preach this Sunday. Can you do something?
2: Wow.
3: Okay, I'll pull something out of the vault. And I ended up actually preaching about... I think it was 10 or 12 of the next 14 Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> With his
4: full-time regular job. Oh
2: my right.
3: goodness. Wow. Right. Yeah, and this doing is on the it,
2: side.
1: This is at the Baptist Church that you were a treasurer or
3: No. Yes. At, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All, right, right. all right. Yeah. Um, but then at the end of that time, so this all happened in early April and it was late June. The board as a whole, um, I believe it was by vote, not by consensus, because I wouldn't have voted for this, decided that the pastor had done what he needed to do and everything, and it was okay for him to go ahead and return to the pulpit, Uh which he did the next Sunday as if nothing had ever happened.
4: Yeah, he didn't apologize. He didn't express that he had missed or what he had learned in the whole experience. Nothing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It was like it just never happened, and that really kind of set us on edge a bit. Sure. And then the church, it didn't necessarily start going like in an immoral or a sinful direction, but just not a direction that was Not us. a
4: healthier direction. Right.
3: Yeah, it, there was a number of things. The main one probably was just that he was identifying more with Like the recovery ministry that we had there, Uh and um, started doing a lot of preaching, pretty much to the the AA people and everything, which was great, and they needed it, and it didn't speak to us at all, right? You know, so we were serving our hearts out and wearing ourselves out, and you know, not getting any kind of spiritual feeding at all, and we need both, right? And we were trying to you know, take care of ourselves spiritually and everything. But we finally got to a point where we're like, this is just not the place for us. You know, it, more power to them to do what they need to do, but it's time for us to move on. We need to find some place where we can serve in a way that's more healthy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and be ministered to.
0: So how did what did that do to your faith level, both of you? Did you, was it shaking or was it just uh, another, okay, we're being led in a different way?
4: I think we were being pulled in a different direction Mm -hmm. because the areas where we're both gifted and where our hearts lie were not in line with where the main body of the church was going at the time.
2: Right. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: So, okay. So we've got a lot of people that listen to our podcast that some go to church, some don't. Uh, Some go to, don't go, they didn't go back to church after something bad happened. And what would you say to them? I mean, what what is because you're you're still serving and and doing uh, what you feel God wants you to do. What would you say to somebody that maybe's been burned by it and just hasn't ever gone back? I didn't ask this question on the questions I sent you. <laughs> Put you on the spot.
3: Yeah.
4: I think one of the things I would say to them is give it time but also realize we're all human and we all need each other to heal better
2: Mm
4: -hmm. Um, being a part of a church family no matter what church family i've always been a part of they have made me a better person yeah i know that some people being extremely hurt they're very very cautious and they just are all against going back to church but my thought is, how can we become more like Christ? How can we sharpen each other in our faith if we're not around each other, mm-hmm. if we don't make a point to meeting and praying and encouraging each other?
0: Sure. I, I remember when um, we had a—our story's crazy, um, probably similar in some areas uh, of your guys' story. But a
1: little bit crazier in others.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was got Aww. to the point where Amy went to church and I quit going for a while. After after I'd been in church for twenty years,
1: something like that. I grew up, I grew up in church. So she she, but since he, she was little, he became a yeah. Christian at about age eighteen. Uh huh. But I I
0: quit going for a while, and I the reason I went back, Faye, was for what exactly you said. I realized that I wasn't, I didn't have the. First of all, I didn't have community. I mean, I had community on the internet, but that's. And and not saying that I don't have really good friends on the internet, I do, but there's something about being able to get together with a group of people that can look you in the eye, yes, and and you can you know be part of their lives and and I just knew that I that no man or woman is an island and we need each other, and uh, that's the reason I went back to church because of that, not because because of the reason I originally started going to church is because I I was curious about God, you know. Now I knew God, but I was really disappointed in how the church, the churches that I had gone to, had treated us.
1: Well, and we had situations where you, you said you had a pastor that almost had a, a, an appropriate relationship. We had. We had a pastor, pastor, had that, a had pastor seven, that had yeah multiple affairs so at the same time. At the same time, which is pretty wow. grody. Yeah. And yeah, that was just one of the situations that we were on staff at a church. Um, where that went on, and
0: it was pretty hard. But yeah, we, so anyway, we went through
1: some of those things too. But I'm glad you guys came through it. Yeah,
2: and, <laughs> and, and you're you know, doing okay. Yeah,
0: and I, I'm I'm really glad that um, um, you know the there is a community of people out there that believe, and and when we hook up to them, it's so helpful.
1: We can encourage each other. So
0: helpful, just like you were saying, mm-hmm. Faye. It's just very very important to have that in our lives.
4: And I personally love getting physical hugs from people. To being held and being told, I'm okay, I am loved, I'm appreciated, right. I'm included, and I make mistakes, but that's okay. Right, mm-hmm. right.
0: Well, yeah. coming up is <coughs> Easter, and this is the week that people might be even listening to this. The day before Easter or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Or after Easter, because people download our podcast and then listen to it whenever they yeah. it's have so time. funny. We
0: get we get some podcasts that we've done um four years ago. Four years ago <laughs> that are downloaded more than the, the one that's out this week. <laughs> in the same week. And it's like, huh? What? Yeah. I don't <laughs> get how that works, but all I know is that wow, it's it's amazing having on-demand, you know, information like that. But we get downloads from all over the place. Um, but coming up is the holiday called Easter. Now, I know a lot of people celebrate it in different ways. But um, what's your guys' favorite part about Easter?
4: Not waking up at O'Dark Girl early. <laughs> um, yeah. My church used to wake up really early for it.
1: So. Oh, yeah, so we, we used to have a sunrise service in the cemetery. On the hill. Like um, It was like a community service where all the different churches would get up. I went there. to it once. It was really early. <laughs> I never went back to any sunrise
0: service ever.
1: Did one at the beach one year too and that like I will never do that again. It was freezing. <laughs>
0: freezing, foggy and raining.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Never again.
3: Boy. So way okay. To celebrate.
1: So your favorite way is to sleep in a little bit.
2: <laughs> I think I'm with okay. you.
3: <coughs> yeah. Or at least get up at our usual Sunday morning time. There you yeah. go. There you go. So but it's nice to you know be with family but i think for me it's my favorite part is the focus on the resurrection mm-hmm. like it's talked about other times and we know that jesus being raised from the dead is really important sure but there are some times where it just doesn't get mentioned at all or Knowing it, remembering it is taken for granted, or it's just sort of touched on. And at this time of year, we actually get to remember, you know, that this was like the whole point. Right. You know, if he, if Jesus had come and not died for our sins, we would still be in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have learned lots of really good lessons about how to be better people, <laughs> and we still wouldn't have that way to be reconnected with God. Right you know and so the incarnation and you know Jesus coming as a person and i think like the way the message puts it in the first chapter of the gospel of john that he moved into our neighborhood
0: that's awesome
3: you know i love that <laughs> and you know and incidentally quick little tangent this uh, cuz i was just writing about this in my book that same word that's um you know he the word became flesh and dwelt among us that's where it's <laughs> translated moved into our neighborhood used again in revelation 21 Oh, that's where interesting. Where it says, now the dwelling of God is with men. Hmm. Same word.
0: Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty so,
3: cool. Yeah, uh, that's the ultimate fulfillment of what Jesus started that's with, or lovely. what Jesus took to the next level with coming as a man. Like, it started with the temple, and then Jesus became that person of God being with us. And then ultimately, you know, the fullness of everything is God is with us, and we all live. In the same neighborhood, very as it cool. were. That's very, you know, very cool. So, These are
0: the people in your neighborhood. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
3: So that's all great. <laughs> but without Jesus' death and resurrection, it still wouldn't have gotten us anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And so to be brought back to that reality, I think, is what makes it so special to me.
0: Very, very cool. Randy, sure. you, you are a life coach. And yeah. we talked a little bit about it on our program a while back, but what does that mean? What does it mean to be a life coach? And then, Faye, I'm going to ask you, what's your take on Randy's coaching? So,
3: Okay. Um, a life coach can mean different things, uh, and, and I want to say that up front because a lot of times you'll hear it, and what it means is a fancy name for self-help and just someone kind of comes in and teaches you strategies or helps you talk through goals or whatever. And it's just kind of a fancied up self-help thing. And even with a lot of Christian life coaching, it's the same thing with a spiritual veneer slapped on it. Sure. Um, and that may work great for some people. And if that's what they're looking for, then, then that's fine. That's not my approach because for, from my perspective, from the way that I approach things, the most important thing that we can know is who God is, what his character and his relationship with, with humanity is all about. The next most important thing that we need to know is our identity in him. You know, without that relationship, without who we are because of being in Christ. We're, we've still got problems it's like I was just talking about with the resurrection you know without that identity being able to be identified with Christ, then we've still come up really short and we still can only depend on our own efforts and we're still going to fall mm-hmm. and so understanding who God is and then our own kingdom identity in him then positions us to take the gifts and talents and skills and abilities and values and dreams and passions that God has given to us and be good stewards of them. And I know that on, on this podcast, one of the things I value about it is that you like to use non-church words as much as possible. (laughs) Um, And steward might be kind of a a churchy kind of Christianese word for some people. Um, But if you just think about it, like if I gave, Rick, if I gave you, you know, a thousand dollars to manage, I said, This is my money, but you know, I'm not gonna be able to use it. Maybe I'm going on vacation or maybe I'm gonna be in the hospital or right, whatever. Right. And you know, but this money needs to be managed. And in fact, my household needs to be managed because you know, Faye's gonna be with me and so we need somebody to make sure that nobody breaks in and that the cats are fed and, and the bills all are paid. Yeah, right, right. 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 Exactly. Then you are a steward of those possessions of mine. They're still mine, but you're using them on my behalf. And then when I return, then I'm going to expect an account of those. And, you know, if you decided to take a long weekend in Vegas and, you know, gambled away the thousand dollars and the house has been broken into twice and, you know, the cats are emaciated, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm going to be very unhappy with how you managed my resources. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 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 And... Uh, the, the reason I bring all of this up is that what Christian life coaching is, the way I approach it, is we start with that identity and then we say now what resources has God given you in your life to manage? And how can you be a, the best possible manager of those resources? Which from God's perspective you know makes him happy because you're using the gifts he gave you well and from our perspective it's a good thing Because it makes us the most effective that we can be. We're the most connected to God that we can be. We're living in the center of who he's made us to be, which means that, you know, we are being the best possible version of ourselves.
0: Wow, that's
2: cool.
3: Not from a humanistic standpoint, but from a, this is the full potential that God has given to me. He's created me to be, and this is now how I live it out and so life coaching is looking at you specifically and figuring out those pieces and then putting those pieces together into you know what is a mission statement of yours what goals can we develop that come out of that mission statement you know as we look ahead a few years what direction at the moment do we see God moving you in, where does he want you to go and of course that's always subject to change but at right now as far as we can understand it now what direction is he moving you what does he want you to do and to be and in fact kind of the culminating piece of this And we do a couple other sessions after this but like the big thing is about three-quarters of the way through we actually develop this life plan which puts all of those pieces together kinda summarizes all of it into a single document that then becomes a filter for making decisions.
0: Oh, wow, excellent.
3: You know, it's like if I have to decide between this job and that one or moving here or there. What or whatever, fits
0: with what you, what I'm supposed to be doing. That's really right.
3: Yeah, You take it and you walk through all of these steps and then go, okay, the decision is clear or I need more information or whatever. But right. you know, if, if you go, gee, I wonder what God wants me to do. This is the piece that allows you to answer that question. Oh,
0: that's very, very cool. You. And that's a question a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember that as w- when we were pastoring, we heard that all the time. I don't know what God wants me to do. All
2: mm-hmm.
0: over and over, yeah. and over and over and yep. over.
3: And some of those things are pretty obvious. You know, if you read scripture, there are some kind of general things that he wants all of us to do. Oh, like, sure, are you yeah. doing those? And if not, then don't expect him to tell you the rest. Right, exactly. But, you yeah. know, <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're, you're, you're doing what you can on those, then you know, you use this other piece right. to to help with the specifics in your own situation. Well. And you know, honestly, I think that's probably, its like you said, it's a question that gets asked a lot. It's probably the most valuable question that you can answer sure. after you answer Jesus' question of who do you say that I am.
2: Right, right.
3: Once yes. you've answered that, then this is the next most valuable question. And it's then a tool that, that you have that you can use to answer it every time that question comes up. for the rest of your life
0: that's really really neat so now do you do this over the phone or over skype or do you meet personally with people how do you do this
3: i can do it in any of those ways most of the time i do it via skype uh i do have have some people where i've called them uh through skype to their phone sure uh, because one of the parts of the service that i offer is i record our sessions oh cool and then email them the recording so they can go back and listen to it if they want to that's a great idea Mm -hmm. So and I can do that through Skype, whether calling Skype or uh, calling their phone. But if they live close and if they want to meet in person, we can do that. I actually just recently wrapped up one, which was my first one where he wanted to do it by Skype, but he wanted to do Skype video.
0: Oh, interesting.
3: And so we did that. Excellent. You know, it whatever works best for the person that I'm coaching.
0: That's really, really cool. So, Faye, you watch your hubby do this. And what do you think of it all?
4: I'm so proud of him. I'm so very proud of him. Um, he has such a heart to bring people back to God. Um, I could see it when he was a pastor and yet the pastor wasn't a really good fit for him. And so the fact that he's now wanting to do it through the coaching, he has such a heart to bring people back to God and to make God very real to them. Because a lot of times people think God is the big lofty guy in the sky who doesn't really care about us. Right. Who just keeps a vague look over everything. And, oh, okay, you're doing all right with life. And pats (laughs) us on the head and lets us go on our way. Randy has very much of a drive and a desire to have people close in contact with him and to be wanting to show them how much he truly cares for them and love them and how much we can give back. Um, He's constantly growing in his own faith and showing that to me and to the people he works with in a client coaching relationship and shows them that it's a very real thing. It's just not something you can blow off and say, well, maybe tomorrow. This is something you can do today.
2: Very cool. Very
0: good I'm
4: very proud of him. Excellent. Um... If
1: either of you, both of you can answer this if you want, have just a few minutes um, with folks to share with them um, who maybe have never gone to church, maybe never want to go
4: to church, what would you say to them about Jesus? You are missing out. I think that would be what I'd be coming down to. He, it's not so much he wants to take away from our lives. He wants to add so much more value and grace. And he wants to give us so much. And I don't think a lot of people get, are willing to give him a chance for some reason. And yet he very much wants to bless our lives so much more than people can ever imagine.
0: I think of that, uh, that, uh, you don't know what you've been missing, oh boy. <laughs> <Okay>. uh-huh. <laughs> but
1: I, I think sometimes people from the outside um just think maybe church is all about rules or you know trying to look a certain way or you know but i like that perspective you said about it's not about you being this cookie cutter christian it's about you know that relationship with jesus and and what he wants to do, the Bible says he wants to give us life and that life more abundantly. It's like he's the power source and and we can't really function all the way fully unless we're plugged into him
3: mm-hmm. right. right yeah i mean to to add on to what Faye was saying there, and that's a really really great answer and and I think the only thing that I would add to it is that you know, however good you think you are, there's always, you know, he will make you better than you can imagine. Uh, not because you work really hard and, um, you, you try all these different things to earn it, but just because of coming into that relationship and being part of his family. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how bad you think you are, you don't have to become good enough to come to Christ because you can't. None of us mm-hmm. can. That's the whole point of God being holy, which just means yeah. that he's entirely mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. and beyond us. And you can't reach that point, you know, if mm-hmm. he's across a, a chasm that's a thousand feet, it doesn't matter if you can jump two feet or 200 feet, you're still not going to make it to the other side. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, that's why he had to come our direction. And that connection is more significant and more valuable uh, than you can probably ever imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the, the examples that I use in my coaching is, is I talk about a light bulb. And when we talk about job, career, and vocation, we kind of talk about different kinds of light bulbs and everything. But for the sake of this part of the conversation here, if you think of yourself as a light bulb, you could be a really, really cool light bulb, you know, whatever your favorite kind is. You know, you're know, you a complex fluorescent <laughs> or a Christmas light or a flood light, or whatever, but you're a light bulb. <coughs> you can only have so much value as a light bulb if you're not plugged into the light socket.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Jesus is the light socket.
0: That's a really cool way of looking at it. That's very cool. All right. Now, maybe somebody's listening and they're like, wow, this is really fascinating to me. How would they contact you if they wanted to know more about this?
3: Um, to know more about the coaching. And, and actually, I even have some free resources that oh, cool. people can take advantage of. Cool. Um, and my blog is there and everything. And they can just go to leavingconformitycoaching.com. Uh, and they can get to all of that from there and in fact I am not too far away I'm thinking maybe a few weeks away at the most from releasing a video series Wow about your supernatural kingdom identity oh that's cool and so that's gonna be up there and so if people check that out uh, then they can they'll see when that comes up or if they just want to send me an email and say hey let me know when this comes up, comes out and you know, I want to, ch- I want to check it out. Uh, then they can, uh, they can email me from my website too. And I'll let them know when that comes out. It's going to be a really cool, uh, probably five or six part series oh, that I'm cool. working on.
0: And it's, it's leaving conformity coaching.
3: Right. Dot, Dot com. com. Yes. Dot com. Or if they forget the coaching, they can just go to leavingconformity.com and it'll redirect them to the same place.
0: Hey, that's cool. So you were smart. You were wise.
3: <laughs> I thought of all the ways that people could possibly not remember it and try to every single variation on the domain. <laughs> you think like I do.
0: That's funny. Yeah. That's that's yeah. excellent. All right, one last question for you guys. Uh and that is what do you do for fun?
3: <laughs> Disneyland. Yeah. Um, SeaWorld.
0: Come... <laughs> you know what my ultimate uh, my ultimate um, vacation would be now is to meet you guys in the Kessels and maybe my friend Kenny and Wayne uh, that are come from that area down there.
1: Uh, some fellow podcasting friends. And
0: go to Disneyland together
3: it would be so fun. That would be a lot of fun. We'll have to figure I, that out. I
1: don't really, I don't know how to say this. I'm not really into the rides that much, though.
3: Well, well, there's, there's so much you things can things. see and do there, and you don't yeah. need to step on a ride at all. Yeah, well,
1: so. I, I like, you know, like Pirates of the Caribbean. That's kind of my speed. When you get going upside down and sideways, and I I can handle that if I take Dramamine, but it's just not <laughs> my, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like my stomach doing flip-flops. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you can take comfort in the fact that only one ride at the Disneyland Resort actually goes upside down. Really? So. Yep. Which, which one? California screaming. Really? Yep.
1: And I didn't go on that. I, I went with my daughter when she was nine. I did and, not know this. And we... Um, I thought for
0: sure Space Mountain went upside down.
1: Oh, it, that was so scary. I <laughs> prayed the entire time
0: I was on Space Mountain. I thought I was going to die. I was green. <laughs> I was actually green when I got off. that right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, Disneyland Paris is Space Mountain. I think it just goes upside down. Ours doesn't, but it does feel pretty fast. It, and, it is pretty you know, crazy. You can see why I use Space Mountain in my writing as an illustration of faith in God. Yeah. Oh,
1: definitely! I believe me. I have lots of faith in God. At least I was praying really hard when I was on that.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> I get yeah.
1: off. I get off. I've I've been on it three times, I think, in my life, and I, every time I'm wiping tears, <laughs> I'm getting off. I'm shaking and like, oh, I can't believe I went on that again.
0: That's funny, <laughs> Faye. Faye, what do you do for fun besides go to Disneyland?
4: Uh, I love to play board games, ah. card mm-hmm. games. I'm very much one who loves to play with family and friends in that way. Um, I like to crochet. I like to read.
0: Excellent.
2: And, and we, love to be, What's that?
4: Ahead. I was going to say, and I just love hanging out with people I haven't been with in a while and catching up on their lives.
2: Ah, very cool. Yeah. That's, that's awesome.
3: So, we got rid of our cable a while ago, but we do have... Uh, Netflix, uh-huh. and so we've also recently been catching up on '80s cartoons, excellent, <laughs> and some other '80s TV like Murder She Wrote, oh yeah, and for yes. a couple seasons into um, the Doctor the newer version of Doctor Who. Oh, oh yes, I'm on so.
1: season four, I think, of the new reboot of We're on Doctor season Who.
3: three, yeah. I have yet good. to watch
0: it. I'm in so much trouble from all my friends.
3: Yeah, I started watching it by myself. I got like four or five episodes in, and I was like, Faye, you have to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and then we watched the first couple episodes. Like, you kind of have to get past the first one. And, mm-hmm. and then after that, it starts to get good. <laughs> and then after the end of the second one, I thought, I have no idea whether she's enjoying this or not. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, the, the episode ended, and so she looked at me to and do. she went, that's it? can we watch another one now?
1: <laughs> I, I know I've been, I've been guilty of like putting it on my phone and watching it while I clean the kitchen. And then, Oh, I just have to watch the next one. Cause they kind of <laughs> give you a little taste of the next episode. And you're like, Oh, I want to find out what happens. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Well, thank you so much. You guys for being on the program. We sure appreciate it. We want to uh, pray with everybody before, before we let you go. But, um, Thank you for taking your time. I know this is a busy time of year for you guys, and and as it is for us. But uh, we are so blessed to have friends like you and to be able to uh, talk like this to our audience. I appreciate you guys making the time for it. Thank you.
4: Thank you for the
0: chance. Very cool. Well, why don't we pray? Amy's looking at me like, sure. okay, sure. Yeah, and, and we, can, we can pray
1: for you, too, because you're leading worship and preaching tomorrow. Oh, that's all right. So I think that'd be good I'll to be pray fine. for you, too. I'll be fine.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you um, for this time that we had together. And God, we do pray for every person listening, no matter what background they have. Uh, we pray, God, that they would be able to connect with you and that they would see you for who you really are. You have so much for each one of us and you care about us so much and um, you you created us for a reason and to know what that reason is is so important and so we do pray that each one of us would desire to know what you created us for and then give us the, the strength and the courage to learn about what it is and to make steps towards that uh, because God we do want to be good stewards as we've heard today. So thank you, God, for each and every person listening. Open their hearts to you, we pray. And thank you for Randy and Faye. We ask you to bless them and continue to keep them in all that they're doing for you and uh, keep them healthy and and, uh, doing all that you want them to do, Lord, for your kingdom. And we give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There you go. Fantastic. so there you go that was the interview that we did with Faye and Randy Crane from Southern California our buddies that was fun huh
1: yeah we had a good time talking with them I hope that everyone listening had a good time listening <laughs> to our conversation so um, we had a good time um, I was thinking about like when you were talking about life coaching that in a way you've done a lot of that with we're working with kids and, um, and just your friends. You always encourage them to use the talent that God gave them
2: and, you know, not just put them on the back shelf. And I think that's cool.
0: Yeah. That's why I get along with Randy so well, because mm-hmm. he know? has similar passions. Yeah, Kind of cool. Kind of cool. Well, how can people get a hold of us if they need to? You
1: can get a hold of us you.com or Amy at take him with you.com you can also get a hold of us at our website yeah. take him with you.com uh-huh. um, you can also get a hold of us on Facebook uh-huh. um, www.facebook.com forward slash Rick or the same thing but forward slash Amy
0: right yeah. and we would love to hear from you and thank yes. you all of those people that uh, that mm-hmm. write in like all three of you thank you Really I appreciate Someone it actually
2: sent an email to me this last week I know, that's and cool And I was thrilled I just, My friend I David so
0: Our thrilled. friend David yeah. yeah. And then I guess Wayne sent us a, um, Our buddy Wayne from Across the Pond uh-huh. He sent us one and it never got here Uh-oh. He really liked the audio drama So did it get lost in the Atlantic somewhere? I think so, it's lost in the ocean Aww. Well that's sad yeah. So thank you Wayne for writing to us And Keep liking our stuff good. Yeah. yeah, but uh, hey we're, we're excited that everybody's listening and enjoying it uh, next week is our Easter podcast uh, it'll be just probably a shorter one and a special one just talking about Easter a little bit and uh, it'll be a surprise you'll like it maybe we'll do one on the marshmallow peeps that would be awesome Well, see you later, everybody, and we hope you have a great week, and we will be back next week with another exciting episode. Uh, Taken take with, you take him with you is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2013. Oh,
2: right. You're good.
0: You're good. Well, yeah, well, you know, you forgot. Yes. You were. Yeah. See you later, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>